Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Nourish to Thrive podcast, where we discuss all things intuitive eating, nutrition, debunking diet myths, and creating a healthy relationship with food and your body. My goal is to educate and empower you to discover what true health and wellness looks like without the obsession. Hey, friends. So I'm hoping that this podcast is finding you when you need it the most because I am bringing up a topic um, after posting on Instagram about this and actually received a lot of pushback from the whole 1200 calories a day situation um, from the women in the comments and just general confusion in my DMs. So I am feeling so called to talk about this with you guys today. Just before we get started, just a little update. Um, I don't think I talked about this. Maybe I did in my last podcast episode, but I did just move to a new apartment. I absolutely love it. I am so close to all these coffee shops and food places. So I'm definitely feeling so much more just aligned being in this new place. And I feel like it's really, I guess, showing like up in how I'm showing up in like my business and in my friendships and just overall how I'm feeling because I no longer am in this environment where I feel unsafe, which is actually the case um, in my old apartment. However, what I will say is that one thing that I'm loving lately is, oh, and I just honestly, I don't even like playing these podcasts. I just think of the first thing that comes to mind. Um, I added this like chocolate milk to my iced coffee this morning and I'm like, why have I never tried this before? This was so good. I usually do like half and half in honey, but this was like a different level. It was definitely giving mocha vibes. And I'm, I honestly, I'm not usually like a fancy coffee drink person, but this was top notch. So I definitely recommend, um, they have those like core power, like fair life protein shakes that are chocolate flavored. Um, and they actually don't taste like crap. So I would (laughs) definitely recommend trying it or just getting like chocolate milk and putting that into your coffee. Thank me later. You will be blessed. And I also um, have been loving this um, nut butter. It is called Fixin' Fog Cashew and Maple, I believe. That is like pure sex. So don't quote me on this, but it's definitely something that will change your life. Um, So definitely hop on those things. But That is just my little life update and some foodie advice for you guys today before we get started on today's topic. And this is actually going to be a bit of an educational um, episode for you guys because I'm so passionate about helping you guys navigate eating that's not restrictive. And I definitely don't want you to be going down the road if you haven't already to destroying your metabolism, which often happens when we are chronically dieting and not giving our body enough fuel to support having a healthy and strong metabolism. Um, So before we dive in, I just want to say that I am not an advocate for you counting calories and viewing food through numbers. I don't think that's something that really is healthy and contributes to a lot of disordered eating behaviors. But I do know that many of you who are listening to this today probably are counting, tracking macros or counting calories or points, you name it, or have a history of doing so. And maybe you're somebody who's thinking about going on a diet or has in this past year or have been chronically dieting for years, and you have stumbled across those online calorie calculators that tell you that in order to lose or maintain weight, you need fill in the blank X amount of calories. So let's dive into this further. 
And I'm going to tell you why not only are these online calorie calculators not accurate, you know, when they tell you that you need to be eating 1200 calories a day to lose weight or even just to maintain weight, this is so false, you guys. And this is not enough food for a grown ass adult. I think I might I think I might title this podcast episode that because that's just that's so strong um, and why you likely should be eating more regardless if your goal is to maintain lose or gain weight for starters when we look at our metabolism and the way that our bodies process and utilize energy I'm going to break down what metabolism is for you guys so our metabolism is all of the bodily processes we need to maintain life It is a combination of the biochemical processes that your body uses to convert food into energy. And this includes breathing, eating, digesting food, and the delivery of nutrients to your cells through the blood, the use of energy by your muscles, nerves, and cells, and finally, the elimination of waste products from your body. And so the rate at which we burn calories or energy is called your metabolic rate. Now, when we look at energy balance, we are either in a catabolic or an anabolic state. So being in a catabolic state is breaking down of compounds. So you're releasing energy. Um, So this is actually what happens when you are eating less calories than your body needs to function. So you're going to be in a breakdown state. Now, if we are in an anabolic state, we're in a building up. So we're creating synthesis of compounds such as proteins, carbohydrates, lipids, and nucleic acids. And so this is if you are typically um, in a surplus of calories, but it also could be even just like in maintenance. So if you're trying to build muscle, you might be slightly anabolic there. And so there are four categories or ways that your body uses energy on a daily basis. Your metabolism is broken into your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate. So the amount of calories burned each day to just stay alive and to maintain organ and cellular function. So if you were just kind of laying in bed all day, this would be essentially your BMR if you were not really engaging in any formal movement. And then we have our exercise activity thermogenesis, and this is your EAT. The energy that we expend working out in, this is actually, honestly, guys, the least amount of energy that you use in a day. And I know that seems kind of controversial, and we're actually going to talk about this a bit further, but a lot of people think that you're burning so many calories during exercise. And obviously, depending on what kind of exercise you're doing, that can make a huge dent in your day. But when we look at the combination of your BMR, um, what you burn through exercise, your NEAT and your TFF, which we're going to get to. Exercise makes a super small portion of your day. And then we also have your NEAT, which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And this is the movement of daily activity outside of planned exercise. So this can be determined if you go on walks, if you have an active job and sedentary job, um, all like even just like cleaning your house and things like that. And then we have the thermic effect of food. So your body actually uses energy to digest and burn through food. So if you're eating less, you're going to have a lower uh, thermic effect of food. Your BMR, so if you were at rest, that is going to contribute to 70% of the daily energy that your body is using. This is why I always encourage people to not look at exercise as something that 
is your right to eat because you're burning so much just at rest and exercise actually makes a small portion in how much energy our body needs in a day. Even though I will say it is important because if you are an athlete and you are under fueling, this can cause a lot of issues. So don't make it don't kind of twist my words into thinking that, you know, exercise doesn't play a role because it does. But when it comes to your just like overall energy needs, um, I just want to make it very clear that we actually use majority of our energy just at rest. Now, there are also several factors that contribute to your basal metabolic rate. And this includes, you know, hormones, genetics, age, whether you're going through a growing phase, like going through puberty, um, how much muscle mass you have, any kind of psychological stressors, and pregnancy. A lot of people don't realize this, but there's so many things that really do affect our metabolism. And our thyroid plays a huge role in your metabolic rate. So your thyroid can take a huge hit when you are under eating for a long period of time. And this actually comes up with a lot of the clients that I've worked with who struggle with disordered eating for an extended period of time. Um, their thyroid hormones tend to be downregulated. And this can also contribute to, you know, you feeling super cold all the time, losing your hair, um, gaining weight, losing weight, not having, you know, a sex drive, having low energy all the time. But your thyroid gland plays a huge role in determining how fast or slow your metabolism actually is. If we really want to optimize our bodies in the way that it functions, chronic dieting is really not the answer because your thyroid will take a hit eventually, and this will actually slow down your metabolism long-term. Then we also have our sex hormones. So estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone also play a huge role in your metabolism. Women need a balance of all three. Most importantly, the fluctuation of these hormones in the right amounts, given their phase of your menstrual cycle. Metabolism tends to increase leading up to your period when progesterone begins to peak. And so a lot of women tend to experience, you know, different parts of the month where they feel like they are super hungry and are craving all these things. And, you know, it's probably just because your hormones are going through flux and fluctuations. And this is something that's actually so normal and common to experience as a female now, I want to talk about dieting's role in your metabolism and kind of getting into the nitty gritty of why the 1200 calorie thing is not enough. And arguably, I will also say for most women, anything under 1800 calories is a low calorie diet. When we eat less food, so I'm just going to use a general sense. I'm going to label eating less food as just dieting because, you know, eating less food can be a result of, you know, obviously having an eating disorder. But if you are intentionally trying to diet to lose weight, we're just going to label under eating as dieting here. So when we are dieting, this decreases your metabolic rate in order to conserve energy since there's less fuel to give. This is often why people stop losing weight after so many attempts at dieting because your metabolism is no longer at its peak. And interestingly enough, when food intake decreases as a result of eating less food, your energy output decreases as well. And this is something that typically is very unintentional. But when you are intaking less food, you're going to have less, you know, energy to give during workouts and even just less energy throughout the day. You know, your brain actually stops functioning as properly. So you might notice that you're you know, less able to concentrate. 
your brain's more foggy. You don't have the desire to do much, but like lay on your couch. And it makes perfect sense that if we're not fueling your body with enough energy, we're going to have less energy to expend. And in order to increase our metabolism, food intake needs to be increased. And the more fuel that we give our bodies to carry out, you know, just our daily life processes. And when we can optimize our hormone health by eating enough food, the better that we become at utilizing energy more efficiently. Now, metabolism can be also increased through a strength training program. However, if you are strength training, your body does need more food. Because what I have seen a lot with the clients that I've worked with is they are going into a strength training routine, you know, they're working out all the time, not seeing the, I guess, quote unquote results that they're looking for. And when we take a look at their food, they're just simply not eating enough. And it doesn't mean that you're not eating enough protein because I know there's a whole thing about protein and yes, protein is important, but protein's not going to do you good if you're just not eating enough food in general. And so the one thing I want you guys to get from this is that metabolism is so complex here. It's more than just a simple calculation. It's more than just energy in versus energy out because there's so many things that are outside your direct control that do impact your metabolic rate. But the good news is here is that your metabolism, even if you have been chronically dieting for a long period of time, it's not forever damaged. And I want to make that very clear your metabolism has the ability to be increased again if we take things very slow and steady. Because I also want to make this disclaimer, um, it can be very dangerous. Let's say, for example, you have been eating 1,000 to 1,500 calories a day. And one day you decide, I'm just going to start eating 2,500 calories a day. This can be dangerous because there is something known as refeeding syndrome. So if you are somebody who has been struggling with an eating disorder or you have been under eating for a long period of time, we have to take things very slow here because you don't want to go through this. Now, refeeding syndrome, for those who are not familiar with this is, this is essentially when you are increasing food all of a sudden, there could be potentially fatal shifts in the fluids and electrolytes in your body. Because your body has gone through so much stress and your body is actually very fragile when you have been under eating for a long period of time, this can compromise your, your heart, your respiratory, and it can cause seizures and even death. So this is why I always advise if you have been under eating for a long period of time or even just a short period of time to work with a registered dietitian that's going to help you with this because you don't want to just you know make this huge increase all at once as this could be super dangerous for you and I don't want anything bad to happen to you. But in order for us to, again, get our metabolism back to a healthy spot, we do want to take things really slow. And I do take a really slow and steady process with my clients because not only can this be a physical challenge of just getting yourself to eat more food, but we also have to factor in just the mental struggle that it can be to get yourself to start eating more food. And I find this to be one of the things that holds people back from, you know, not dieting anymore is because of the fears of, you know, am I going to gain a ton of weight overnight? You know, am I going to gain a ton of weight just in general? Like what's going to happen to my body? Because, you know, nobody wants to be eating 1200 calories a day. Nobody wants to be under fueling their bodies. And so there's a reason why this has been going on for you. And I do take this into account with all the clients that I work with because we have to address like 
what are those fears that have been keeping you stuck right right where you're at? What are the fears that we have, you know, with your body changing? And it's so important that we do unpack this as we are starting to eat more food. So that way it does make this more of a sustainable approach for you. And like I talked about, lifting weights can increase your metabolic rate. But when we actually look at the changes on a day-to-day basis, your metabolic rate only increases so much after a workout. So yes, lifting weights is also another way that we can increase your metabolism. But just like I talked about, you're not going to see these drastic changes in you know your metabolism if you are under eating while also lifting weights. So it is super important to get your body healthy again before we start implementing weight training, because if your body's not healthy, if it's not been given enough food for a period of time, you're really kind of wasting your time with lifting weights as you can't build muscle in an energy deficit. It's just not going to happen. Like it's almost like putting logs in a fire and then instantly pouring water over it. Like it's like almost like what's what's the point here? Because again, your body has to be in a slight surplus to put on muscle. And if you think about it, most women, their BMR is around 1200 calories a day. So if you're eating only the amount that your basal metabolic rate needs in a day, and you're also weight training, you're also going to work, you're also going to school, you're using your brain, you are, you know, doing all these things throughout the day, and you're giving your body the bare minimum, you're not going to see any changes in your physical health at all. Something else I wanted to address with you guys is the pushback that I've gotten from women. And this might be you as well, because you do need more than 1200 calories a day, you know, regardless if this is something that you want to take or leave, you're more than welcome to, you don't need to fight with me here, but I'm just going to say that, yes, you do need more than that, than this amount, even if you aren't hungry for more, because your hunger and fullness cues will also adapt to how much food you're giving it. So if you are under eating, your body's just going to be like asking for less food because it's like, Hey, you know, this is what we're so used to getting. We're not going to actually ask for more food. Now, this also is a case by case situation because some people, when they do start dieting or under eating, their hunger cues upregulate because your body's telling you, hey, what are we doing here? We need more food right like right now versus some people who have chronically been under eating, their bodies may have adapted to less food over time. And yes, you need more than 1200 calories a day if you haven't lost weight. So kind of like what I just talked about, your body just has adapted to less, but that doesn't mean that the amount that you're eating is enough food for your body, especially if you're noticing that there is weight loss resistance. There's a reason your body's resisting. It's like trying to hold on to any kind of energy that it can t- that it can get. And there, there's going to be a point when you are under eating where you just can't drop food anymore because that's going to be death. Like that's not going to be sustainable. That's not going to be healthy. And so the answer is to, again, eat more food. You do need more than 1200 calories a day, even if you're short. I actually got a comment from a lady and she told me, you know, I'm only five foot. I, you know, 1200 calories is plenty for me. And as a fellow short nugget, I am five, one and a half. And I will tell you, I know for sure I am not eating 1200 1200 calories a day. Um, is that lunch? Like that sounds like a lunch for me. Um, but yes, I, 
don't track my food anymore. That's not something that I do as an intuitive eater, but with my history of knowing, um, how much food my body needs in a day by transitioning from tracking to intuitive eating, I know I'm probably eating close to probably like, I'm, I know I'm eating more than 2000 calories a day, just based off what I know from my years of tracking. And being an intuitive eater, I know that my body's needs and my body's desires for food are going to change on a day-to-day basis. But I will say that even if you're short, you can definitely get your metabolism up to a really good place. So don't think that just because you're short, that that gives you the A-OK to start eating 12 to 1500 calories a day, because that is simply not true. So please don't put yourself down that rabbit hole because it's definitely going to be a tricky one to get out of. And something that I do with my clients, because again, hunger and fullness cues aren't always going to be reliable when you are in a state of under eating. We do need to start eating more consistently throughout the day, because if our eating patterns are super inconsistent, like it's going to be super difficult and challenging to really understand when you're hungry, when you're full and everything is going to be all over the place. Some of the improvements that I've seen with the clients that I work with who have come to me with a history of not eating enough is, you know, we start to see really positive changes in energy levels, in hormone profiles. Like so many women that I worked with have gotten their periods back because their body is recognizing, Hey, we're just not in a deficit anymore. Um, digestion starts improving. Like we ladies, we need to be pooping every single day. If you're not pooping every single day, it's likely that we're not eating enough food. I mean, there's definitely other factors that can contribute to poor gut health, but that is one of the, also the first things that my clients like celebrate with me is like, oh my gosh, like Emily, I'm no longer going three to four days without pooping. Like it's becoming such a consistent thing for me. And this is one of the most amazing parts of, you know, nourishing your body, which it's, you know, insert plug. Like that's why I call it nourish to thrive because I really do want you to understand the connection that food can be on not only your physical health, but your mental health too. And how insane it can be when you start to rebuild trust with your body, you can move away from needing to count calories from needing to restrict and you can come home to your body. And it, it's such a safe feeling to know that you can tune into this and not fear losing control or gaining weight or having this perfect day of eating. I have talked about this in another podcast episode about set point weight and identifying like what that is going to be for you. And I will definitely say that during this process, your body, you know, it might gain weight, it might lose weight, um, weight might not change. But I really do believe that the focus should be on healing your metabolism, healing your relationship with food, and getting your body back to a state of balance. Because when we are constantly restricting, binging, purposely not giving our bodies enough and having this scarcity mindset with food, it really is going to take you away from that set point weight. And so if you're somebody who has these immense fears of what's going to happen if you start eating more, if you're somebody who's afraid of letting go of this control that you've developed around food because it feels safe, I want you to ask yourself, is this something I want to continue to do for the rest of my life? 
does this feel sustainable to me? Or am I willing to do something to get myself out of it? And heck, if anything, a lot of the women that I work with, they are super active individuals and they feel like they can give like 110% with their workouts because they learned what amount they actually need to support their lifestyle. And in that, they actually start to see results. They actually start to see the results that they were looking for all along. But again, we can't do that when you're giving your body the bare minimum and you deserve so much more than that. If you are currently struggling, I want you to know that you do not have to go through this alone. I have created a safe, supported group community that allows you to connect and gain support from others who truly get it. There are times where it can be nice to confine in others when you have the urge to eat all the snacks in your pantry and need direction as to what to do in situations like this, which is exactly why I created Nourish to Thrive to begin with so that you have the space to share any and all struggles on your journey to food freedom so you know you always have support and the tools to overcome this for good. Join us today by clicking the link in the description below and let's make this the year that you finally heal your relationship with food.